and welcome to our episode of Podcast Cubed. I am here as your host, Andrew, and I'm also joined by Riley and Sunny. Hello. Hello. Bonjour. So today our podcast guest is the very honorable Mr. G. Hello, Mr. G. Hello, very honorable. Yes, yes, that would be me. Hello, welcome. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. How are you doing? We're good. Yeah? We're good. Getting closer to back to school, but, you know, still good. Are you happy to be get starting school, uh, school soon, or are you wishing that the summer's longer? Uh, no, you know, I don't mind getting back to work, but uh, the unknown is a little bit much with the kids. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. We'll get through it. How about you guys? Yeah, uh, Sunny, how are you doing today? Um, I'm doing pretty good. I haven't done anything like productive in a very long time. Sorry, sorry. So are I you think excited? school might be challenging. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm ready for school. <laughs> well, yeah, that's okay because I don't. I think you're in the same position as a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. Like the rest of the world. Riley, are you excited to get back to school soon? I. Yes, I'm excited to activate my brain again. <laughs> Since I've done anything important or even useful. Didn't you take class. summer school? Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, it's calm. I've done anything useful with my brain. And uh, Mr. G, what have you been doing during the summer? Oh, uh, well, uh, some people like to call it parenting. I like to call it uh, <laughs> chaos control. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been about it. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And um, which of your daughters is joining us right now on the podcast? Uh, the youngest one, Irini. She just, she turned three in April. Okay. Well, we're excited to have her here as well. Did they know? No. That's you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, for our podcast, usually what we do is that we have a, a few games prepared that we can go through. And then we also just have some general like questions that we can ask you about. Does that sound good? All right. Okay. So we thought that for just like a quick warm up and get us all into the talking mood, we could just start with a quick game that's kind of based on The Price is Right, but with movies. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is about uh, the Rotten Tomato score of different movies. So Rotten Tomatoes, it has a uh, percentage from 0% to 100% with all the movies. And we have a few uh, mathematical movies here and how that's going to work is that I'll give out the movie title and then Mr. G, Riley, and Sonny will all try to guess the Rotten Tomato score of the movie and whoever gets okay. the closest without going over gets the point. Yeah? Check. Okay. So yeah, as I said, these are all kind of mathy movies so uh let's start with the first one this is the 2014 movie the theory of everything which is uh, a biographical romantic drama detailing the life of stephen hawking that stars eddie redmayne as hawking and felicity jones uh, mr g have you seen the theory of everything i have not no uh oh. it's i i think i saw it but i don't know i don't think i was paying attention to it very much and i was like i was like what six years ago it was, it was good. I mostly stick to children's uh, movies at the moment. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, Frozen so, 2. Mm. Oh, is anyway, it okay, yep. You, did you like Frozen 2? Very, very good, uh, but I've seen it about 48 times. Yeah, I often hear it playing in the background during our uh, math classes <laughs> in the semester. <laughs> yes. 
So why don't we start with Riley and Sonny? So Riley, what do you think the uh, Rotten Tomato score is for, is, uh, for The Theory is of, of Everything? Well, it was a really good movie. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some reason why it would not be good. He is crippled, so maybe it didn't do good. What? I don't know. What? I'm going to go with 85. I think someone who was crippled could, like, how far they could get in a marathon before they would fail before. I'm so confused where you're going with this. Riley, sometimes I think you ask to be canceled. Like, you're purposely going to be canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway. I'm trying to find some justification for a number I pulled out of thin air. And you went with, he's crippled. (laughs) That's why. That's the only part of the movie I remember. Oh, boy. Uh, Sunny, what do you think? I don't know anything about this movie. So I think I'll just go like somewhere down the middle, 80%. Okay, 80%. And Mr. G, do you have a guess for the theory uh, of everything? Sure, I, I, I will say 75 because he, people will watch it and not understand because he's so smart. Mm. Not because he's crippled. Uh, oh, no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, trying to be a little, little political here, but yeah. <laughs> hey, who's, who's so smart, Eddie Redmayne or Stephen Hawking? Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking. Oh, People right. get intimidated and they don't, they don't want to watch. All right, yeah, makes sense. Okay, so we have 85%, 80%, and 75% on the board. The correct answer is 80%, which means Sonny gets that point. Wow. Right well on. Well Thank done. You. Very impressive. Sonny gets the point. We'll move on to our second movie. This is from two de- decades ago, from 2001, A Beautiful Mind, which is about uh, the Nobel laureate John Nash. Mr. G, can you tell us a bit about John Nash? Uh, yeah, brilliant mathematician, uh, but had, uh, mm, what would I call it, episodes, or no, continuous episodes, actually, of seeing people that were not there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had to learn how to control the individuals who are trying to control him, which were all imaginary, so all in his head. But uh, absolutely brilliant mathematician. Mm -hmm. Have you seen this movie? I've seen it a few times. Yeah, did you like it? I did. Mm, I'm glad. Uh, Do you have- It helps me understand understand, uh, the many people around me that other people don't see. (laughs) Okay. I mean, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a guess for A Beautiful Mind, the Rotten Tomatoes score? Me, I would say it's uh, 84. All right, 84%. And Sunny? My math teacher also like, liked to talk about it. And I heard she, was, she liked the movie. So, I don't know, 80%? 80%. And Riley? Well, I've never heard of the movie. Okay. And math scares me. So I'm going to go 70%. 70%. Okay. So before I reveal the Rotten Tomatoes score, just a few background information. This movie picked up quite a few wins at the 2002 Academy Awards. It won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay. But I feel like this would have been good to know before we put it yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, 
Well, it might have been a bit counterintuitive because the score was actually a, at a low 74%. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I was shocked as well. But that means that Riley gets the point, Riley. Mathophobia wins again. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, do you want to give us a quick description of kind of your relationship with mathematics? Um, well, it's very abusive in the way that whenever I step into a room with math in it, I want to slam my head into a table. <laughs> ah, I don't like it. <laughs> it, it likes you. I, it likes me a little too much. It shows up whenever <laughs> I don't want it there. Whenever we're in history, they just bring math into it. I like it. Yeah? There's too many numbers. Yikes. There's no oh, words. Boy. And those variables, they're issues. What is X? Why can't it just stay the same? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. All right, let's move on from that. Um, so the <laughs> X movie. <laughs> the next movie that we have is the movie Agora from 2009. It explores the life of Greek philosopher and mathematician Hypatia during a time period of uh, increasing animosity between religious groups. Sunny, do you know about Hypatia? You mentioned it once, and I've already forgotten what it is. I believe one of the, what, grade 12 math contests is named after her? Yes. Mr. G, do you think you can give us a big, uh, a bit, a uh, quick description of Hypatia? Uh, no. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, a distant relative of my mother? <laughs> Perhaps. Okay. That's it. <laughs> From what I understand, she was um, a brilliant mathematician and a teacher, but uh, there was a big movement against her during this time uh, due to different religious groups and Christians and uh, Protestants, and there was a big thing. That's, that's so about what happened. Protestants, Andrew. You hmm? off by a thousand years. Oh, I don't, it's some, I don't know. Something happened with religion. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know what? Uh, all the time. So yes. <laughs> okay. Mr. G, do you have a guess for the Rotten Tomatoes score of 2009's Agora? It's uh, 65. Okay. 65. Riley? Well, she was Roman. And I do like Romans, but she, she did die around the time that the Roman Empire started declining very aggressively. So maybe she was a stabilizer. I'm gonna go with 82. Ooh. Sunny? I don't like the word Agora, so like 50%? 50%? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, this movie stars Rachel Weisz and Oscar Isaac, but unfortunately it did not land with the critics that well. It got a 53%. Oh, oh my Sunny, god. You get the point. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately that does mean that Sunny uh, wins this game of the tomato is ripe but I believe Riley would like to throw in a bonus round with another movie. Riley? I very much would. So my favorite math movie is it's it's little it's a little bit abstract uh, on the math department. This movie is My Big Fat Greek Wedding. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. 
And seeing as based on my knowledge of you and Mrs. G's life, uh, it could be a documentary. <laughs> uh, pretty close. A lot about you and Mrs. G's life. Yeah, the other, yeah, I would be the Greek part of it and she would be the, uh, she doesn't like to be called this, the white part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the fat part of it, I'm not really concerned. roles, but absolutely. Um, okay, Andrew, would you like to start us off? I would love to. My big fat Greek wedding, I, the only thing I know about this movie is from the, um, the ads that I keep seeing whenever I'm on YouTube about renting it and does not look very good. So I'm going to go with, unfortunately, a 40%. Nothing against Mr. G and Mrs. G's life. No, no, no. no (laughs) Honey, what do you feel about large Greek people? (laughs) Hey! Rightly! In, in the context of movies. And, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 75. And Mr. G? I, I think it's not just a, this is a movie that many ethnics related to, but I don't know how the critics <laughs> took it, so I'll go with a 58. It seems that Sonny has the best Greek knowledge out of all of us. What's <laughs> <laughs> 76. Whoa, yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. The ethnic, the ethnic aspect is yes. <laughs> I don't know if that's Again, offensive or not. Foreign films dragged down by Canadian reviewers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So what does that mean? That Sonny's the grand winner of everything? Uh, yes. Can I point out one more thing? I would love that. Um, this th- my big fat Greek wedding has higher scores than two of the math movies we featured. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think math movies are very popular. It's a love and hate relationship with many people. But we do have some numbers here, and I know Mr. G likes numbers. (laughs) It made $363 million in profit. Wow. Which I think is hilarious. My big kind of regretting? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I'll tell you one other fact. The the Verdout, the lady, the girl in the movie who wrote the movie and it was about her actual wedding. I know her. What? What? (laughs) She's from Winnipeg. And the Greek communities, like the Western Canadian Greek communities, every every year, once or twice a year, would always kind of have these little get-togethers or whatever. So I, I loosely know her, but you know, we were all kind of grew up together. And so she, she grew up in Winnipeg and crossed, crossed paths with her many times. Wow. This is the best information I've heard of very long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked. And she's from Winnipeg? She's from Winnipeg, yep. And I know every Greek on the planet. But anyway. <laughs> the well, it's the 5G network. The five, correct. <laughs> the five, yep. Five degrees of uh, G network, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we should play that game next time. <laughs> How to connect Mr. G to different Greek people. Exactly. <laughs> that would sound really fun, Ashley. <laughs> well, if she's, actually, if she's from Winnipeg, then uh, I think Riley and I have a very, um, a very interesting theory about the existence of it in general. 
Yeah. Winnipeg. Um, it, it's not. It doesn't exist. It's not real. <laughs> the uh, city? Not, uh, no, just the entirety of Manitoba. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> can, I lay out my, can I lay out our theory real quick? Please. So, every province in this country is known for something. Alberta's got oil and uh, yeehaw. <laughs> BC's a bunch of hippies and fish and something. Saskatchewan's even got like wheat and flat. It's not known for a single thing. The only thing people know about it is that Winnipeg is in it and that it has polar bears. But another territory in this country is known for polar bears and cities can exist in any place. I truly think that Manitoba is not real. It has no identity and is essentially just part of Ontario and some kind of wasteland full of giant mosquitoes. That's actually partially true. And if you put your car in cruise control and drive straight, you'll probably miss the entire province. <laughs> Actually, maybe with Mr. G being here, we can actually disprove that theory because now we know what it is known for. Manitoba is known for the uh, Greek Western Canadian community. <laughs> well, yeah, it's no part one, of it. But no one actually knows anybody from Manitoba. That's the problem. Like, nobody's been to Manitoba. Nobody knows anybody from Manitoba. There's no hard proof it's there. Well, Isn't see, I'm not sure because I, I'm not sure why there's anybody left in Manitoba because everybody I know lived there at some point but is not there anymore so i'm not sure what's happening there maybe the population is down to three <laughs> it's also possible i i would accept that as an amendment to our theory riley that there used to be people there but they're all gone now like there's no <laughs> one and then some giant accident happened <laughs> where they turned the entire province into some nuclear wasteland <laughs> that now pay people to go and say they're from Manitoba so nobody goes and investigates. Well, with that theory out of the way, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a few things that we can do here with you, Mr. G. Would you like to have the option to choose? No, you guys go with what you feel. Okay, we'll blindly lead you into something. Absolutely. Why don't we talk a bit about, Mr. G, your career as a math teacher? Okay. Uh, well, so... Well, first off, how do you feel about your career? <laughs> uh, I very much enjoy what I do in terms mm -hmm. of teaching and entertaining. Uh, the prep stuff and all the stuff behind the scenes, not so much, but I do enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And do you think that some, is summer like kind of easier and more chill for you as a teacher or do you have to do more prep during the summer? Uh, the summer, I try not to do anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, uh, we try to get away as much as we can. We have a place in Greece, so we try to go there as much as we can. And, and it's far too nice there and relaxing to try to do work. Um, mm. But also with the kids now, I, this is my time to kind of chill, hang out with the kids, hang out with the family. Uh, however, since I started teaching the HLs, uh, I've had to start to do some stuff. So in about a week from now, I'm going to have to start uh, doing some work, getting ready for this new school year, especially get the HL, uh, you, you know, you guys up to uh, where we need to be and with a new group coming in too. Oh. Are there a lot of people in the new uh, HL group? I believe there's 25. Wow. How many people? Yeah. Wow. 
Because <laughs> I'm too easy on you guys. No, <laughs> very doable, very doable, I think. Hmm. Um, I think it, it's, it's got a, a reputation of it being impossible, and that's not the case. And I think uh, word's kind of gotten around that it's, it's very doable. If, you can, if you're good at math and you enjoy doing it and you can have some commitment, you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, why, why did you become a math teacher, Mr. G? Because you said, I think you mentioned to us that you majored in chemistry in university I or some of it. did. You would like my history of how I ended up being where I am? That'd be awesome. <laughs> All right. So when I graduated from high school, my actually top uh, was physics, physics and mathematics and chemistry. So, but then I went into chemistry and with thinking about pharmacy mm-hmm. and then as I kind of went through a couple of years of chemistry about year three I started to not enjoy chemistry all that much anymore um, far too much memorizing for me mm-hmm. um, and I'm more of a you know just figure it out and instead of sitting there and memorizing all these things and that's so I finished my chem degree and then I was working on the side and one of the biggest issues was that all of my friends, and this included, you know, many, many of the Greek community, weren't really going to school. So I was spending my days at university and my evenings going out for about four years. Okay. So as you probably would imagine, the grades in the chemistry part were not where they should have been anyway. <laughs> so I finished my chem degree and then I kind of was still working and stuff. And so I did couple of years I did some extra math courses for fun um 20 been 23 24 and I was like I've just spent six years of university and I need to find a career now and I've always been into kind of teaching and helping and so I did my ed degree really enjoyed it and uh kind of waited out until I got the job I, I turned down one particular job and I uh, teaching because I wanted to be where I'm at and then Churchill called and then I've been there ever since so 20 years at Churchill which is amazing um, and then I did my master's in education mm-hmm. so I did have some aspirations of something else but I think it just kind of just was kind of drawn to it mm-hmm. um, my personality and, and whatnot so <laughs> and the summer's off <laughs> that's true that is true so you've been at Churchill for 20 years? Uh, yeah, I started in, I think it was 19, 2000. So this will be, I think spring break, this spring, cause I started in this, uh, just before spring break, will be 20 years there. Oh, we should, whoa. Next spring break or yeah. the past one? Uh, I'd have to check for sure. I think this one coming up. Oh, okay. We can celebrate then our math HL class. We can celebrate your 20th anniversary. Yeah, yeah, because you guys will be you guys will be in my class at that time. Yeah. yeah that'd be awesome. And uh, with all your years in Churchill, do you think Churchill has changed a lot over the last 20 years or has it been kind of the same? Oh no, it's been when I first got there, uh, it was it was a rough school when I first got there. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean we still had the IB program, you know, quite academic, but but there was a lot of ethnic groups like we still have now but the ethnic groups were very very different like we would have gangs of groups going over to saint francis and beating kids up wow and then we'd have francis kids come over and you know start fights and 
so there was a lot. There was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, so it was it was interesting because we still were very academic, but quite rough. Um, and then we had a really good couple principals. So the first one I got there, and the second one who just cleaned it up and got rid of kind of the gang mentality. Mm -hmm. And so the last, so that was about four years of that. So ever since you know, about 15 years or so, it's been pretty much, pretty much what you see now. Oh, you know, not, cool. not a lot of issues, mm -hmm. you know, discipline wise and all that kind of stuff. I mean, things happen. There's 2000 kids in the school, but the stuff that I, that was first there, we, it was, it was not scary for teachers, but you know, kids were, kids were a little bit scared sometimes. And now I don't feel they are, but I, I don't know, that, that would be up to you guys. I don't know, I think Riley gets scared whenever he steps into a math classroom. Yeah, <laughs> no, I understand, I understand that. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, things has, are, have changed now, have been different from when you first started teaching in Churchill. Yeah. That's great. And um, my final question is, uh, what, what got you started teaching math IB? Um, that's interesting too. So, um, I started this about seven years ago. So we had kind of a, a couple of senior teachers who always taught IB. Uh, they both decided to in the same year, and I don't think they planned it. They both decided to retire and leave kind of <laughs> right at the end of the school year. Okay. So we basically had no teachers who had taught the 3031 level or the HL level Actually, we didn't have HL back then, but had, in the school, had, none of them had taught it. And so, um, and they didn't really share their material or anything. So we were kind of at this point where somebody had to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, they got one teacher, Mr. Davidoff, who just retired last year. He came over from Western and then we needed, just needed another teacher. And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? And uh and I really enjoyed it actually um, because it's, I like the advanced stuff. Yeah. Like I like the advanced calculus stuff. A calculus is my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, and even just going deeper into, into certain topics, um, you know, this curriculum kind of leaves a few things hanging, um, you know, not doing imaginary numbers and, you know, a variety of things. And, and I'd be just, just more of a complete package. Mm -hmm. And so I, I said, for sure. And so I've done it ever since. And then the HL came up and I said, yeah, I'll do it. Because again, I, I just, I enjoy getting into the, the deeper stuff the, and just having you guys know more. And then obviously I love when, when kids come back from university and they're like, okay, year one and year two were so easy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm certainly glad that you decided to take on math HL because if you didn't do that, then we wouldn't have you as a teacher and we'd love having you teacher oh, thank you very much yeah of course We're, i'm glad we went into that tangent but let's <laughs> go to our headlining event of this podcast it is a very fun game that we are about to play well i hope it's going to be fun it is the match game okay so basically what match game is it is a um, game show that's been on the air forever basically there is a panel of judges and a contestant mr g you will be the contestant here okay and I will be reading out questions. And these are going to be fill in the blank questions or just going to be general statements, right? And then okay. the panel is going to each write down their answer of what they want to fill in the blank with. And then Mr. G, you will give us 
your answer and you're trying to match the answers of the panel. Okay. And however many, you can only write down one answer and however many people you can match is that's how many points you get for each okay. question. And then after all the questions are up, we're gonna total up all your points and see how many points you got, okay? Right. Okay, so in this case, I have gathered an expert panel of five Churchill students. Uh, Riley and Sonny are both gonna be two of the five panel members. Would you like to know who the rest of the three are, Mr. G? Yes, please. Okay, so first I have recruited the help of Reddington from our math class. Oh, I have to get, I have to email her back. She's probably uh, not very happy with me. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, she's been, she's been complaining uh, for like two months in our group chat. Uh, who else is probably complaining? Jasmine, is she in there too? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, I think, I think Jasmine's kind of out of it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, she, she's in the I'm, I'm back on, I'm back on. This week I'm gonna get back to people. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell them that. Our okay. second member of the panel is Yusuf Elmaze. Mm-hmm. Also from another one I need to email back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, I think you'll be relieved with this, Mr. G. Uh, he is not in our math class. I don't think he sent you any emails. But I hope you know about him. He is Jesse Wang. Jesse Wang. I do know Jesse Wang. Yeah, I mm -hmm. believe so. He is in Mrs. G's English class, I believe. Correct. Yeah. So again, the five people on our panel is Sonny, Riley, Reddington, Yusuf, and Jesse. Uh, they will be answering our questions. I've already got the pre, uh, I already got the answers from the Reddington, Yusuf, and Jesse, and then Riley and Sunny will just be giving them to us live. And then however many of them you can match, Mr. G, is how many uh, points you get. All right. All right. Oh, and before we begin, just a quick background info. We, did, we played this game with Mrs. G last okay. time, and she got zero points in the end. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised. I mean, uh, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, if, you okay. can match, okay. if you can match, if you can match anyone, you win the game. You beat her in the game. Awesome. Make sure to let her know how many points she got. Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> remind her. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's start the game. There's four questions. Let's go to question one. This is about you, Sunny. So here it is. And after mm -hmm. I read the question, I ask Sunny and Riley to privately message me their answers. Once they have given me their answers, we'll ask Mr. G to give his answer. Okay. So question one. Clueless Sunny is so clueless that she didn't even know we are social distancing because of a pandemic. Instead, she just thought that people were staying away from her because blank. Again, clueless. Clueless Sunny, she's dumb, she's clueless. She didn't know there was a pandemic. She just thought that people were staying away from her because blank. All right, Riley, Sunny, please privately message me your answers. Okay. All right, Mr. G, please give yeah. us your answer. Why Personal are people- Personal hygiene. Personal hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. That was, that, was, that was my second answer. That's not your main answer, Riley. What was your answer? Who, mine? Yes. Um, I think she just assumed that nobody liked her. Just everyone <laughs> stopped liking her all of a sudden. <laughs> well, that's, oh, okay. not, that's not related to personal hygiene. Sunny, what is your answer? Why are people staying away from you? I don't know what to write. My inability to walk in a straight line. <laughs> your inability. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. That's how people react, right? Because I yeah. can't walk in a straight line, so then people just stay away. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. 
Well, unfortunately, neither of those were matched with Mr. G's, but you have three more chances, Reddington, Yusuf, and Jesse. Okay. Reddington, her answer was because Sunny is poisonous. Okay. <laughs> 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 <Rude>. Yusuf, <laughs> Yusuf says that is because she has no friends. <laughs> Jesus. Yikes. One more Sunny, point. I feel really bad for you. <laughs> One more <laughs> opportunity. You have the chance with Jesse. He said because they have good survival instincts. <laughs> <laughs> Why are they always picking on you, Sonny? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> um, I think the moral of it is that nobody's your friend and Mr. G thinks you smell. <laughs> well, Clearly, yes. Oh, unfortunately, no. none of those matched with personal hygiene, Mr. G, so you're still at That's okay. points. That's okay. I'm still <clears throat> tied for zero points. <laughs> That's true. Good. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next question. Question number two. Math is not my strong suit. I didn't even know what logar that logarithms is a math term. Instead, I thought that logarithms are for when you need to blank. Again, logarithms, what's that? I don't know. I thought that logarithms are for when you need to blank. Please send me your mess uh, answers privately. Oh, yeah, Sunny. What if we actually don't know what a logarithm is? <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Riley. And thank you, Sunny. So, Mr. G, what, what, did, what do you think, what are logarithms for? So I got, uh... A tough one for me, either one way or the other. I'm gonna say to sing a song in beat, a logarithm. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Sunny, what's your answer? What do you think logarithms are for? Quickly chop a tree down. Quickly chop a tree down. Riley, what is your answer? Um, when you just want to dance with some trees. <laughs> That's logs with rhythm. Honestly, that's actually pretty close with Mr. It's G. Pretty answer. close. I get like a half mark. Yeah, I think we should give Mr. G half a point. Are you guys okay with that? Fight Mrs. G. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. And with 0.5, Mr. G's in the lead. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go through the rest of the answers. Reddington said to cut logs. Yeah, Yusuf yeah. said to uh, do taxes. No, what? That from. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then Jesse Wang said an algorithm for sorting trees. Ah, that's a good one too. Mm -hmm. My, my I, other answer was deforesting. deforesting. <laughs> <laughs> I like how we chose a very small and strange segment of society to be our expert <laughs> panel judge. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with who you know. I mean, I don't know about you, Riley, but I'm pretty sure Reddington, Yusuf, and Jesse are a very apt representation for the rest of society. Very <laughs> <laughs> good focus group, I think. Okay, so for our next two questions, Riley and Sunny have already answered these questions because we use these for uh, Mrs. G as well. So you guys don't need to worry about messaging me or anything. So question three. I heard a little rumor floating around that Mr. G is a pushover. That is not true. He is not a pushover. In fact, Mr. G 
is so not a pushover that yesterday when someone accidentally bumped into Mr. G, Mr. G decided to blank. Again, uh, Mr. G, no, he's not a pushover. When someone accidentally bumped into him, he decided to blank. Thank them. <laughs> that was really fast. <laughs> it was my, my first instinct there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. I guess that'll be my final answer. All right. Uh, who do you want to hear from first, Mr. G? Uh, Riley. Riley? I have uh, no idea what mine was. Okay, it's okay. I have it down. Riley said Mr. G decided to award them an extra 20%. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, uh, would you like to hear from Reddington? Sure. Uh, Reddington and Jesse, they actually said the same answer. They both said that Mr. G pushed them over. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that, but it's not my, uh, not my personality. So. <laughs> Yusuf said that uh, you gave them a red card. <laughs> ah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer, yeah. Finally, Sunny, do you remember your answer? Immediately apologize, I think. Yeah, immediately apologize and <laughs> offer to walk past them again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one too. Well, uh, none of them were thank you, so we're still at okay. point five, which is still more than Mrs. G. So still a success. <laughs> Infinitely as many points as Mrs. G. Correct. Pretty impressive, <laughs> I can say. And let's move with that into our final question. Question four. Here it is. I think that Mrs. G is on this season of The Masked Singer. The voice sounds just like her. And it would totally make sense that Mrs. G would dress up as blank. Again, Mrs. G, she's on The Masked Singer. Uh, the voice sounds just like her. And it would make sense that Mrs. G would dress up as blank. First off, Mr. G, do you know about the Masked Singer of the show? I do. Do you watch it? Is it, is it animals? Is that the, they mostly dress up as? Uh, they mostly dress up as animals, but they can dress up. There's people, that, like one person dressed up as an ice cream cone. Uh, like okay. you can be, like, I think there's been someone who dressed up as a roller coaster. So it can be anything, really. Okay, anything? Yeah. All right. Mrs. G dressing up as something to sing. Okay, so here's, here, here, I'm gonna tell you, I'll, I'll give you a little background why I'm gonna give you this answer. Okay. Mrs. G rarely gets the words correct to songs. Okay. Rarely. Right. Sometimes yes, like kids songs, but like actual songs, no. So I would say she would dress up as a question mark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a question mark. And who do you want to hear from first? Reddington, Yusuf, Jesse, Riley, or Sonny? Uh, let's go with Yusuf. All right. Yusuf said that Mrs. G would dress up as an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> she was not very happy with that. <laughs> she was very upset. Any, any rationale or just? just no, uh... he just said elephant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jesse Wang said a bee, a bumbling bee. <laughs> Constant buzz. 
Reddington uh, went a different approach. Instead of saying an animal, Reddington just said the opposite of Mr. G. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abstract. Yeah. Uh, and then Riley and Sonny, do either of you remember what uh, your answers were? No, I don't. I do not. That's okay. I will be the uh, brain of the three of us. <laughs> Yikes. That's Sonny already. said a goose. <laughs> yep. And then Riley. The voice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sonny, what's your rationale? Why goose? I don't remember. I think it's just the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> so that's good. A goose, an elephant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Wait, I final... think I think goose is better oh. than elephant though. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, I do think it's better. Geese are pretty scary, but elephants, I don't know. <laughs> you have one last chance, Mr. G, to match your question mark answer with Riley. Riley's answer was Julius Caesar. Oh. I think that would be a good uh that would good be a good choice. one, yes. Good sure. Yes. For passion. Oh. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, Julius Caesar does not equal a question mark, but that's okay because you still ended with 0.5. I think, yes. We are very, very happy for you, Mr. G. As usual, I win in this house. <laughs> Three women against me. But anyway. Yay, that's good. That was good. Let's move in with that uh, main event out of the way. Let's move into our cool down. Riley, would you like to lead our cool down? Uh, Okay, so everyone join hands. <laughs> okay. That's what I meant. <laughs> uh, wait, no, what's our cooldown, Andrew? Uh, uh, <laughs> did you, did you want to do uh, the alignment activity? Oh, oh yeah, an alignment chart. Miss, Mr. G, do you know what an alignment chart is? I do not. Okay, Sunny, do you want to quickly explain it? Oh, um, let me think of a way to... It's basically a chart where you list a descriptive word in each like side of the chart and then okay. you align you put people on the chart based okay. off of the words that they fit yeah so the one we'll be using today it has lawful neutral and chaotic on one side and then good neutral and evil on the other side okay yeah so it's like a three by three grid and then um on the top from left to right it's uh lawful, neutral, chaotic. And then from up to down, it's good, neutral, evil, so everyone can be, and then the nine grids are we, where we put people, so people can be lawful, good, or uh, chaotic, neutral, okay, that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Riley thought it would be a great idea for you to place students in our math HL class onto this chart. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. So well, I think we should just uh, have this chart. So there's nine spots, uh, and then we'll we'll list them, and then you'll decide who goes in what spot. Okay. So who out of all your students in math HL, who do you think is the best lawful good? Lawful good. Yeah, someone who follows Ivy. <laughs> I I was thinking Ivy too. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, that one's, yeah. Somebody who follows the rules, but has tendencies to do good and bad things. Lawful neutral? Lawful neutral. Uh, that Albert sits there, you know? 
He looks at me funny. He's like, okay, yeah, Albert, Albert. <laughs> Classic Albert. I'm glad we all know who this is. And Awful evil? Yeah. <laughs> like a dictator. Like, it's with, his, with their rules, you know. Adder core evil. Well, I've got some other spots I need to fill in. So I was going to possibly say Reddington because of that <laughs> accent that she uses every now and then. <laughs> her British accent? Yeah, her British <laughs> accent. But I think she probably fits somewhere else. Shall we come back to lawful evil? Sure. Okay. Okay, what about neutral good? Somebody somewhere between lawful and chaotic. But uh, good I'm going to go with Jasmine. Mm, that's a good pick, I think. Um, Jasmine. Okay. Now, for true neutral, if this was a color, it would just be gray. person. They're just kind of there. Oh, my God. Like I, that's rude. Now I don't want to put anybody in that spot. <laughs> Riley, it's but it makes it better than being evil. I mean, it's it's not even being it's not being boring. It's just more that they don't really have a tendency towards one or the other. Yeah, Olivia. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm gonna go with Olivia there then. These Mm -hmm. papers are pretty gray. (laughs) 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 All right. Are they going to hear this? Like, I'm no. going to go back to school and be like, nobody's going to listen to this. Okay. <laughs> 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 We're listening to the podcast and it's literally just going to be us who listen to it. <laughs> okay, next. Now, neutral evil. Somebody neutral evil. Falls in and out of the law, but is evil in their soul. <laughs> <laughs> Alan. <laughs> Alan, yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> now for chaotic good. Chaotic good. tries to do good, but is a Roman like, agent of chaos. This, this is like Robin Hood or like a vigilante. Kevin. Kevin Foster? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Although I could have put Yusuf in there. I was, yeah, I was thinking more Yusuf. You know what? No, I'm going to go with Yusuf there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yusuf. Yeah. There's some yeah, kind he... of weird breed of lawful and chaotic where everything he does is chaotic, but somehow he prizes rules above and everything. <laughs> Have you heard about the famous hallway scheme? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who hasn't? Who hasn't? Well, that's gone all the way to the, like, the top. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Alberta, Alberta education knows about it. This conspiracy. Mr. G, didn't you sign on this? In a yeah, of course. Reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and I wanted him to go to Mr. Rajan to see what Rajan would say. <laughs> for fun, just for fun. Just for fun. Yusuf started talking about it to us again. Um, he he was texting me. He was like saying like about what how when we go back to school we should be really using his traffic system. So He's that, very serious about it. We lessen the what? spread of COVID. <laughs> you know what? He may, <laughs> it may end up looking something like that. <laughs> like he may have a void. Yeah. System where so, standard if lane we think about it, person. him coming up with that has caused all of this. Oh my gosh. You he know has how caused COVID-19. You know, butterfly effect? So he's doing this <laughs> over here in Calgary, 
and over in China comes a virus. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what if, hear me out, hear me out. What if instead of butterfly effect, he actually created the virus? Like it wasn't, it wasn't some unintended consequence. Nobody was listening to him. I actually need to check his email about his extended essay. How to create a virus in Wuhan that spreads to the world. <laughs> yeah, Mr. G, you should really reply to him before we get an alien. Yeah, seriously. There's an outbreak in room 231. <laughs> chaotic neutral, I'll go with Kevin. Now, for the prized position of chaotic. Oh, yeah, this is a hard one. So what do we have left over? Uh, lawful evil and chaotic lawful evil? Lawful evil and chaotic evil. Whoever uh, you put here, this will really say something about them. I know, but I, I'm, I'm kind of... I can't put my wife in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Has to be one of the students. Mr. G's alignment chart of his family. They're all in the chaotic. <laughs> <laughs> chaotic evil would be an easy one. Um, oh, don't think people are evil in this class. Mm, I disagree. <laughs> get to know a little bit more, I think. So who do I got left here? I got... Andrew. Maybe start by oh, listing out all of the chaotic people. I do have Andrew, but I do like Andrew's uh, side stories because I find them very amusing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Not put him in chaotic evil. Maybe I could put him in lawful evil. <laughs> okay, uh, Andrew, I'm going to put you in lawful evil. All right, sounds good. All right. Now, yes, the final one, chaotic evil. You know, the chaotic evil one is always in, in the classic stories, right, of of superheroes mm -hmm. it's always the best friend at some point and the one that hangs out until they their evilness comes out who is your best student well we already have ivy on there yeah is this gonna be amy he's, she's always a sidekick of jasmine but she's actually the villain of the story well i was gonna say amy or it's like vish or yash because they just mm -hmm. they just hang out there yeah, I don't trust them. They're always scheming in the back of the class. <laughs> <laughs> and Yash and Vish, like, come on. Let's put Amy there. I, I would have oh. put, Redding, put Reddington there in Chaotic Evil. Oh, Reddington. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's put Reddington there because of that voice. <laughs> <laughs> we and don't I, know if she's... Well, Riley, does that conclude our wrap-up um, activity? Uh, I think it does. Our slow down activity. I was going to think of something funny to say, but I can't. So. <laughs> well, that was very fun. We've drafted students in our math class onto teams of what lawful and chaotic and good and evil. Before we sign off of this podcast. Me and Sonny thought it'd be a good idea for Riley to try to explain some math terms. Oh dear God. <laughs> see how close you can get. <laughs> grand, grand idea. <laughs> um, so Riley, I'll give you a softball. Can you try to um, explain to us kind of what a derivative is, do you think? So presumably it's like some kind of derivation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know what means in a math context. 
Well, derivative. I've heard people say it. That's not very helpful. <laughs> um, okay, so when two numbers really love each other. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they get plastered one night. And then, this is not um, where I expected. Months later, another number comes out. Oh, and nobody knows why. And it has a little bit of the characteristics of each number. And that's the derivative. They're derivative. Okay. Absolutely. Would you give him the point for that if he wrote that on your test, Mr. G? No, no. I, I, you know what? Sometimes I do give marks if, if, I, if you can make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but laughing at really bad math doesn't count. Mm, oh, Yikes. oh. <laughs> but making me laugh like that story if you don't i'd be like yeah okay you're happy <laughs> yeah sunny do you have a math term you would like riley to explain i do riley please explain what cosecant means uh mm -hmm. <laughs> cosecant cosecant oh god uh, how do you spell that Hold on, let me, I gotta think about this. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to explain math terms that she learned. <laughs> no, I just I can't spell it because it's always it's just it's just okay, C O S E C A N T. Right. Oh yikes! That's not really helpful. Oh, I see. I see. Okay, so <laughs> it's like a comeback. It's, wait, why doesn't, I don't know, uh, Andrew be funny and you say, Coasty can't, but it actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's fantastic. Oh my God. <laughs> you, do, you do very well in philosophy. Um... Oh. <laughs> Riley's pun in philosophy class. <laughs> God. Okay. Um, I, I guess hit me with another one. Yeah, Mr. G, do you have a one that you want Riley to explain? Uh, sure. Uh, now I'm stuck in trig world. Let me see here. Uh, parabola. Mm -hmm. I actually know what a parabola is. Oh, it's wow. like a U or an upside down U. Yeah. It's that was impressive. That. line that goes up and down. And it has like a top. All right. Well, yep. that was fun. Riley gave us some math knowledge and we got a little peek into how his brain functions. <laughs> Very fascinating. And I think that that's where we should end this podcast. We should end on a high note. We should end on Riley's uh, mathematical explanations. Absolutely. Yeah. So Mr. G, <laughs> thank you so much for being here and talking with us. No, thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. That was fun. For sure. It was super Ooh, wow. fun to talk to you and play our game. We're glad that you were able to get 0.5 on the board in the match game and beat Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely let her know that. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> and there you have it. Our fifth episode of Podcast Cubed with special guest Mr. G. It was really a fun time. I had a really fun time recording that episode, and I hope that you enjoyed listening to it. And if you did enjoy listening to that, then I really recommend checking out our episode with Mrs. G which should be up on our website right now. So I definitely recommend listening to that episode if you haven't already. 
I guess even though we did spoil the results of the match game from her episode, but nonetheless, it was still a very fun time. And um, as a as a reward, let's say, for sticking all the way to the end of this recording, I am going to leave a quick audio clip at the end here of when Mr. G's children came into the basement with a request for shaving cream, it was, and then it was a whole story. So I'm going to leave that to the end, and thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it, and uh, enjoy the clip. Bye. My older Hello. daughter's here. Hello. I didn't go to the store. Sorry. She's very much into making slime with shaving cream, Tide and glue. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I was wondering yeah. why she was asking for shaving cream. Yeah. <laughs> so a weird family uh, leg shaving thing that we do. But anyway, um, <laughs> makes us swim okay. faster, you know. <laughs>